After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You've heard this before, like last Monday. Okay. Last Tuesday. Last I mean. Tuesday. Last Tuesday. All right. Hey, what the hell happened in the money that came? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was 10 nothing. It really wasn't much of a game. Yeah, Halftime was here. Uh, I'm like, all right, let's like, go to bed. I thought the Eagles were pretty much, you know, I mean, it wasn't great, but. You know, yeah, it was all right. It was I, going. I thought they thought they were fine. It Eagles, wasn't much of a game, you know. Eagles aren't going to lose a 10-0 lead. No, but they did. They lost. To the Drew Eagles Locke, lost. To Drew Locke and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable performance by Drew Locke last night late in the game to get his team a victory. And, and you know, I, I don't know about you, Josh, and, and where you stand on this. And I'm not one of these. Well, we got to root for the guy because he's local. But I root for Drew Locke, number one, because he's local. Number two, he comes from an amazing family. And number three, after the post-game interview that he did yesterday with Lisa Salters, and we'll play most of it for you here uh, this morning, you'll understand just how much this means to Drew Locke. And you want to root for people that you can see it really matters to them. And, and I feel like Drew Locke last night got to that point where he's been so frustrated in his entire career, right? I mean, he has been so frustrated in his entire career from what happened out with the Denver Broncos, then being traded, you know, away to Seattle and and, and whatnot. And I think right now, Drew Locke just let all of his emotion out last night and threw an unbelievable pass at the end of the game to win it for the Seattle Seahawks. And what that loss did last night, Josh, if you're looking at the playoff standings, the Eagles have clinched a spot in the postseason. But right now, Josh, they're the number five seed. The Dallas Cowboys now are the leaders in that NFC Eastern division. They've got the number two seed uh, right now. They've got a playoff spot locked up, as do the San Francisco 49ers. So the Eagles are in, but right now the Eagles are not a team that will be hosting a playoff game at the vet, and it's not a team right now that's going to have a bye looking like in the first weekend of those NFL playoffs. And I think we're starting to see more so than here in Kansas City. We're starting to see the, uh, the, the lack of sleep and whatnot catch up with the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles. They now look like a tired team. They look like a team that has run out of gas and they look like a team that, you know, probably wanted to be elsewhere last night other than playing that game against the Seattle Seahawks. So you think we got a couple of issues here in, in Kansas City? Look at what's going on in Philadelphia right now. They're in, but there's a good chance that they're out after the first wild card weekend. I feel like they've run out of steam. Well, they, they look like what you're supposed to look like. Uh, on the hangover after losing a Super Bowl. That's exactly right. Right, right. at 10 and, and 4. They, <laughs> and at 10 and 4, like a lot of things going well, yeah. but everything you, you heard about 
you know, teams doing this. Right. They, they avoided for the first for the first seven, eight games yeah, was. For early part of the season. And, yeah. And got through kind of on the B game. You thought, okay, well, let's see if they grind through it. And and now that, yeah, they look a little gas. Obviously, you know, I don't, I don't know if the quarterback's ever going to be healthy, but at least he won't be sick. Correct. And there's a big difference. And, you know, we saw Patrick Mahomes sick out in Denver and what that meant for you know, the team and how they played that day. And I think, you know, with, with Jalen Hurts being sick and taking his own plane out there, I mean, that's a long flight, man. He's on a private jet by himself, so he doesn't get everybody else sick, which is a very smart move by Philadelphia to do. Um, it, you, know, you look at him, he clearly looked like he he did not have it last night. And, and that's okay. Guys get sick. It happens, you know, around the NFL. Just think about yourself. Are you ever in a good spot when you're sick and you go to work, you try to tough it out a little bit and you're miserable? Imagine playing an NFL game like Patrick Mahomes did against Denver and then like you know uh, Jalen Hurts had to do last night against the Seattle Seahawks it's really really difficult to do that so they have uh, they have fallen on tough times and it just reminds you how lucky we are here in Kansas City Josh that when we lost that Super Bowl to Tampa Bay we didn't suffer a hangover at all we came right back the following year you know barreled through the door went to another AFC championship game got to another Super Bowl won another Super Bowl since the Super Bowl loss usually a team that loses the Super Bowl that's the death nail in the coffin right they, they close that thing up and you're done. And the Kansas City Chiefs have found a way to buck that trend and still be an unbelievable football team even after losing a Super Bowl. And you're really starting to see that wear and tear now on, on, on Philadelphia. But I really think the big story last night was, was Drew Locke leading a touchdown drive at the end and kind of having his moment finally in the NFL where things went his way as opposed to not going his way because most of his NFL career has been things not going his way. Nobody believing in him, nobody really giving him an opportunity and you go out there last night and you play your ass off. And hopefully this is something I know it's your guys, Geno Smith, and you'd like to see him out there, but I'm hoping this is one of those things right now. One of those performances where drew lock is able to take it, realize he's still a pretty good football player and can go out there and have himself a nice career because he deserves it, man. Last night was pretty special you for him. You put yourself on the road to being lifetime backup quarterback. I, I, I mean, mean, maybe here in Kansas City, right? Why not after got, this season? He's, he's a free agent. Let's go get him instead of Gabbert. He's uh, he's on the path to uh, playing just enough to keep yourself in the mix. Yeah. and Playing it, well at a, at a time. Although, you know... I mean, why not just go the two quarterback system now and you play the hot hand? I mean, that works well, every time because that works all so the time. They yeah. can have both of them. He throws for three hundred yards or two hundred yards and a, and, a, and a late touchdown. And man, that was yeah, that's a that's an impressive little comeback. Yeah, it really is. And 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 so now you've got your nice nice little audition tape. And you know, if you're a free agent this offseason, we're looking for a backup quarterback here in Kansas City. Let's bring Drew Lock home, man. Let the kid play quarterback here in KC and and see what he could do. And that would be kind of a fun way to do it. But last night after the game with Lisa Salters on ESPN, my goodness i don't know that i've ever seen an emotional press conference like this it takes a special group to rally around a guy that you know has come into his second game of the year right used to the same thing all year long same cadence same spin of the ball everything a team like that not just the offense the defense to rally around me tonight man that was that was amazing i see some i hear some emotion in your voice yeah. it's been a long time it's been a long time um I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed. Blessed with a great group of guys, a great city, great coaching staff. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's a wow. Again, Drew, we can see the emotion on your face. We can hear it in your voice. Can you, can you just describe what you're feeling in your heart right now? Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard to describe the feeling of, you know, not playing for so long, or at least what feels like a really long time to me. 
And then you sit there, you watch games, you wonder, can I do this still? I haven't been out there on the field. That's the human nature of it. You get back out there last week, I'm like, you know what? I'm the man, so I can go do this. And then you got another test this week where I didn't know if I was going to play or not. Sure enough, ended up playing. We're playing the Eagles tonight. And the, the boys around me rallied tonight. And it just, gosh, it feels so good. It feels so good. I'm so proud of everybody. How cool is that, right? She's like, I really don't have a question, but you're on the verge of crying, and there's a producer in my ear that says, make him cry. Well, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, no, so, she had a couple of questions in there that I cut out where he's breaking down the game. Nobody cares about that. No, you care I, about I, the emotion, a, was, right? I, well, yeah. She was, yeah. Like, she was like, oh, this Barbara Walters mode just kicks in, and you're just like, cry, man, cry. Yeah, cry more, cry. But, Joe, no, I thought she did a great job with him and, and getting him to that kind of emotional state. It's okay to be emotional well, after cool those games. Human. I mean, that was emotion. It's cool to be human, too. Because you could be, you get the lock stock answers. Like, yeah, always be ready. I'm always just right. snap away and always doing that. He's like, I didn't even know if I could play anymore. I haven't been out there in forever. I mean, how about that admission, right? Like, I didn't know if I, I had guy, it anymore. I don't know my guys believe me. I throw soft tosses to them in practice. Mm-hmm. And in, in the warm-up line before the game. Right, and that's it. I don't it. know. I don't know if I can do this anymore. And he I, went out there and showed himself that he still got it last night. Like, even as a professional athlete, if you're just not feeling good about that, like, that's, I don't want to use the Christmas miracle because we're in Christmas time or whatever. But that, man, that could have revitalized not just Drew Locke's career, but his outlook of himself on his career, because even as as athletes make it into the professional ranks, Josh, I'm sure there are days where every one of them probably sits back and doubts themselves a little bit and whether or not they can still do this and whether or not they still can go out there and play at a high level. And when you're the backup quarterback, when are you getting in a game besides the preseason, right? Or there's a wipeout or something like that, or somebody motorboated somebody. And so you get into the game, you don't get the opportunity all that often as a backup quarterback in the NFL to see if you still got it. Do I still have the ability to do this? And Drew Locke's wondering, and now he knows he still has the opportunity to do that. He put on a nice show last night. I'm really proud of him. Happy for him. Happy for his family, his parents, everybody in Kansas City that knows the kid. Like, that was a big-time performance last night. He needed that more than anything. So, yeah, comeback win last night. I saw ten nothing. Yeah, Eagles. we all went to bed. I mean, Ended it's fine. Twenty to seventeen. Yeah, congratulations, Seattle. Uh, the the Chiefs are down a wide receiver. Uh, Sky Moore uh, shut down for the remainder of the, at least the regular season, but uh, he was among many that was hobbling off the field the other night. So oh, it was he hard. he actually had it a, was, a it situation. Was, it was hard. I mean, it was hard to decipher because there was at one point in the game where ev- like all the skill guys were like lumbering off the field. I mentioned Kelsey, Kelsey yesterday. yesterday yeah. uh, Tony had uh, something going on with Is his he leg. Next he, had, he had, uh, you know, the massage gun on the sidelines and they were stretching him out multiple times. And then, and then sky kind of limped off the field late as well. And it must've been worse than, than they initially thought they just had some swelling or whatever after the game, they must've found something else, but um, he's got a knee injury now to put him on injury reserve. So uh, in addition to tr- still trying to find, players to step up uh now you got kind of walking wounded yeah that's fine yeah sky Moore didn't bring much to the table anyway so it's not like it's a devastating injury and a loss and you can replace him now with richie james you know uh dick for spoke or dick for andy reed spoke yesterday <laughs> i went dick for on that route uh andy spoke yesterday and admitted that you know he he's been messing up with richie james right now he only had what two snaps or whatever in the game two yesterday plays, right yeah that's just not enough when you don't have a legitimate core of wide receivers right it's not like we're 
talking about Michael Irvin and Alvin Harper and Jerry Rice and John Taylor. I know we're dating ourselves with a lot of those references and names, but those are legit wide receivers. Chiefs don't have a legit wide receiver on their team right now other than Rashi Rice, and he's still a rookie. So you've got Richie James who has NFL experience. He's back. He's ready to go. He needs to be out there more than two snaps and hopefully clearing the way and removing Sky more and taking. See, this is what sometimes you have to do. You have to save these guys from themselves, you know, as we talk about all the time. Why are you going to Soria? you got to save them from themselves. And so this IR thing is brilliant. It's perfect. Put Sky more on the IR. You don't have the ability to be tempted to go to him in the game. And now you got an opportunity to see what Richie James now, can do at that wide receiver say, spot. I will say Richie James has been around all year, didn't do much the entire preseason. Right. Uh, but he was your it, guy. I know, but but I'm saying he for some reason, I'm not at, you know, I'm not at practice to see every rep. For some reason he never cracked. It. Right. He never did. You know right. what I mean? So Andy can say, Oh man, it was my mistake. I didn't I only gave him two plays. Well, seemingly he's not earned anything more. Well, he has been hurt for got, a while, you've right? Got six wide receivers and he's not cracking the mix. Yeah, but now he should you know crack I mean? the mix. Now now you're at the end of the season, you're like, Well, we can't do any worse. We might as well so, try what we so got. Now be, via injury, he might get the opportunity to do more, but I think I don't think that they were burying a guy that that could play right. You know no, I mean? no, no. I know what you're saying there, but now he has the opportunity. Like there's no, like, oh, we got sky a few plays. We wanted to see what he could do. Like th- there's no more like, you know, leaning on somebody else. To play. Richie James is going to get an opportunity now. And is he going to be drew lock or is he going to be somebody who doesn't take advantage of their opportunity? And now it's on Richie James. You got the opportunity, man, go out there and seize the day. Carpe diem. As they like to say, Andy, uh, doesn't, but does answer some questions about Kadarius Tony. We'll get to that next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Look into Andy Reid's eyes and what do you see? I see. What do you see if you look into Andy Reid's eyes? I see, if I'm looking in Andy's eyes, here's what I think I'm seeing. Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes. Maybe a cheeseburger. Maybe. Does he eat anything else but cheeseburgers? Um, I mean, why would you? I mean, nuggies, I guess. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. yeah. I just want to see him like with a big plate of pasta at Jasper's or something like that. Mm. Big bowl of spaghetti. Yeah. He used to take out the take out barbecue, right? He's yeah. roll up on the curb or whatever. That's right. Yeah, they bring out. it out to him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he does eat other stuff. Um, he was asked questions yesterday, of course, about uh, Kadarius Tony and uh, the the lightning rod that is uh, Tony, and will he get the same amount of opportunities moving forward? I'm not gonna get in all that. I mean, the the obvious is that um, you know he's got he's got to make sure he catches the ball and does that. He's got he's got a tremendous amount of talent. So um, he's a good kid, uh, you know, good attitude, good kid. So. Uh, but you, you know, you got to make, make those plays. He knows it uh, as well as anybody. So I'll leave it. Just leave it at that. You know. Does he know that as well as anybody? And I seriously question that because every single game, Kadarius Tony is not catching the football and causing a kerfuffle. 
I hate when that's, well, you got to start with catching the football. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't do that, other things are not, uh, none of it's useful. No, no, none of it. If you can't catch the none football, it doesn't matter what you can do with the ball in your hands. And no. I, I, I'm getting tired of hearing about how good Kadarius Tony is with the ball in his hands. There's a big problem there. He doesn't get it in his hands a lot. And Rex Ryan had great advice yesterday on ESPN, Josh, for the KC wide receivers. You're a receiver. How about we catch the football? Pretty simple, right? Yeah. 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 How about we catch the football? It does, so it does start there. So all of this, like Kadarius Tony's a great athlete. He's fast. He's good in space. He's good with the ball in his hand. I got to get the ball in his hand before I care about anything else about that. And if he can't get the ball in his hand, then he's useless. Kind of ruins sport. He really does. Yeah. Hmm. Well, hello. We have great moments in sports that were ruined by Kadarius Tony. What? The hell is that? And 15 for the Chiefs from their own 35. And San Francisco leading by 10. 7-13 to go in the game. Seven guys drop back into his deep zone here for the 49ers. Four-man rush, but those four are enough. Here they come. Mahomes stepping up. He's throwing long. And the pass is going to be intercepted off of Kadarius Toney. You hate to see that, man. You hate to see Wasp ruined by Kadarius Toney. That's weird. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't even realize he was involved. No, I didn't. Well, I mean, thank God he wasn't. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third, and over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. And the pass is going to be intercepted off oh. of Kadarius Tony. Unbelievable. Another great Kansas City sports moment ruined by Kadarius Tony. When did he play baseball? You're a receiver. How about we catch the football? It's pretty simple. So I'm I'm done hearing about how good Kadarius Tony is with the ball in his hand. Doesn't have the ball in his hand. Andy Reid was also asked yesterday if he worries about Patrick's frustration level and his competitive level uh, being messed with because of all this. We got to get our numbers and W's and L's and all that stuff. So yeah, you know it's a competitive it's a competitive business. So if you're um, and he he drives that thing. That's uh, he, he's uh, you want what he has. And and so his demand on guys ends up being a big part of this and and and, and makes us what we are. I mean, it makes us better. And um, the great ones do that. And so, listen, you're going to drop the ball or you're going to tip a ball or you're going to fumble a ball. Um, you know, it, he, he's going to, he's going to let you know, let's go in whatever manner he does, you know? And, um, and he gets on himself if something, if he does something negative, I mean, it's, uh, uh, but that, that's a welcome thing, but I don't think it's, I don't think it is a negative. I don't think it's a discouraging thing for him or, you know, he just, he's very competitive and wants it right. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully he does. I mean, there was a moment the other day again. I thought it it, it really got to him. Yep. He showed his. He's showing his frustration. Oh yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not at him, not at himself. A lot of times he'll take stuff internally. But the other day, I'm like, 
I thought he hit the, what more can I do? Like, well, it, put the it, ball in your hands. Yeah, like, it, it's been a couple of games in a row now where he's he's shown that frustration. He showed it towards the referees, uh, you know, because he was pissed at Kadarius Tony, And then he showed it again. I mean, we, we played it yesterday. The Fox broadcast crew talking about it, you know, on the sidelines yesterday when they showed Patrick Mahomes and he's sitting there and he's ticked off and he's not happy with what's going on. He's not going to trust him anymore. He's just... It's coming down to a critical situation, and that's where the ball has to go because he's open. But I don't trust him. I'm losing trust. And I don't blame Kadarius Tony. That, that or Kadarius Tony, Patrick Mahomes. That's Moose Johnson. I'd be more upset if Patrick Mahomes wasn't showing the fire right now because he's been a great teammate and a great leader. And you're right, he has internalized a lot. And I think when you look at Patrick Mahomes right now, it's time for him to blow up on these guys on the sidelines because now what you're doing, Josh, and I don't know if you can ever relate to anything like this when you work with people and they don't do their job and that puts the burden on you and makes your job more difficult. You ever been in that situation? That's what's going on right now. Throw the ball and catch it too. I'm waiting, right. for, I'm waiting for that. That moment. that that's what's going on right now with Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. He's trying Tom to Brady do his that. job. I remember, he yeah. did, and his and, and Giselle yelled about it. Right, he's trying to do his job, but he can't do his job to the best of his ability because you're not doing your job to the best of your ability. And Patrick can't go out there and throw and catch the football. So somebody does need to step it up. And it it really is a tough spot to be in where you're going out there and you're busting it and you're putting your guys in position to be successful. And then all of a sudden they're not doing what they need to do. And they're bringing the whole operation down. So I think Patrick Mahomes has every right to be frustrated about that. And if he wasn't frustrated, that's what we should be questioning because I know in 2023, we're supposed to be nice to everybody, give everybody, a medal and say they did a good job even when they didn't. I love the fact that Patrick Mahomes is lashing out. He's had enough of this crap too. Well, hello! We have great moments in sports that were ruined by Kadarius Tony. 23 seconds left, second quarter. Mahomes moving to his left laterally, chased and gets out of bounds and up the sideline. He's not out of bounds yet. He's at the 10, inside the 10. He dives for the end zone. And the pass is going to be intercepted off of Kadarius Tony. Kansas City, a prime destination. This is a destination city for baseball. Yes, it is. That's right. Next. The uh, Royals introduced uh, Michael Waka yesterday. Who doesn't love that name, by the way, Waka? The newest uh, free agent acquisition of the Royals, who has like a 3-3-2 ERA in each of the last two seasons. Like, go, let's go. Um, why, why Kansas City? I've only heard really great things from from the players from from previous teams here, and just talk about how great the the organization was, the city. I've seen. Uh, this ballpark, whenever it's you know, winning baseball is going on here with uh, with postseason appearances, uh, you know, and those what was it, 13, 14, 15, 16 years, you know, just uh, just saw the atmosphere here that what what it could be, and uh, you know the potential is is here with this team, and uh, just a lot of excitement here, and uh, 
couldn't be more pumped to to be able to put on this uniform. You know, I don't mean I mean this in a negative way at all, but it's good that they can still have some players that remember what that was like in 14 and 15 because it really was an electric atmosphere. I think if, if you talk to anybody who was part of, you know, 14 and 15 and being out at Kauffman Stadium, Kansas City fans kind of changed the way that baseball postseason is supposed to be. Like, it was a raucous crowd. People were having fun. People were into it. People were celebrating. People were holding on knowing that this may not be here forever and everybody enjoyed every single minute of it and and you and I have commented over the years about the Atlanta Braves situation and them not selling out playoff games and oh my god can you believe can you get to that point where you're not selling out the first round of the playoffs how awful that would be and it's good to know that there are still some guys around Major League Baseball that remember what it was like eight nine years ago here in Kansas City because I don't know that the Royals look I, I think they fail miserably now looking back at, at 14 and 15 and capitalizing on that opportunity that they had I don't think they capitalized enough I think David Glass really should have opened the pocketbooks those years and really went out and added to the roster and allowed Dayton Moore to go out there and get better players to keep this thing going and to keep this thing moving in 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 the same direction and they didn't do that I mean they they won and then they became I don't want to say the Florida Marlins right away because they didn't lose 100 no, games a year they after the band together they kept the, the band together touring. they should have they, they should have yeah they should have untoured the band at that point yeah, yeah. and and made some big time trades to keep the organization moving forward and when you have an aging owner which he was at the time that was the edict that he gave was to keep this thing together but then didn't give the resources for them to go out there and really find a way to backfill I mean you, you had to go out but, and sign Ian Kennedy to a five-year deal that still is going but on if you're going to do that you still fail at the minor leagues yeah you did you, you know you, what I mean but, like, but what if you trade guys and got developed players in and maybe, and maybe you didn't fail as much you, in the minor you keep leagues your guys if the edicts to keep your guys keep the band together well you're still drafting you're still doing stuff yeah and like they failed from that standpoint you still have yeah. to supplement the 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 other way but right yeah I think in the moment I don't know I, I, that's just still too revisionist history for me like did you want the band broken up? No, probably did. not at the and time. Then, and, but, and Dayton, you know. Dayton has kind of said that too. We rode the wave of what the fans wanted. The right. fans, we wanted them all back. But they Give didn't do. Moves. They Give didn't more, do anything to like more haws, make them better the I next think, year. You know. Well, yeah, but I think that they. You know, the, I think the real failure was not bringing the next group up behind them. Right. Well, they never got the next group yeah. to bring up. They yeah. failed in the draft. And yeah. I and I maintain since they fired Derek Ladnier, he's point, built a world championship type team in that. Arizona. I'll point more at that than going and getting free agents and supplementing. I, I think that they they failed at not bringing up the next and not cultivating the next crop. While the edict was keep this keep this major league club together. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we could rank the like, failures like right of what now, I'm saying. Right, yeah. right now, it's still going to be a failure for the Royals if. All they do is get bring in one and two year guys, and there's not some kind of way. Correct, but they've got a new minor right. league guy in place. Right. I'm letting I'm that giving, guy take I am over. Too, right, but back. I'm saying the ultimate failure will be if they can't because they're they're not going to go out and buy a hundred hundred million dollars of free agents every year. Right. They're just not. Right, right, and these are all very short term deals, and I'm glad Correct. about that. I don't want long term. No, you don't want a 35 year old guy in a four year contract. It's incumbent upon what you do behind them, or it's just going to. You're just going to be spinning. Right, exactly. So. And they've got to get better Waka, behind them. Yeah. Walker's interesting because, obviously, he was in St. Louis then, so he does have a better perspective probably than a – Yeah, you know, sure you he does. Somebody from like, uh, yeah, I was in Seattle. I don't I don't, I don't, I don't right. really, I don't really remember what was going on there. The right, game, sure, you know, but like, he, he's yeah. close. He remembers so, what was so going Waka on. So was right. over there in St. Louis. He was probably like, yeah, the band looks like they're having fun over but, there, but he, he, like, which he, is cool. Here's, here's the kind of the game plan, though, that I'm looking at right now. Th- this is a nice roster now going into the season, right? There yeah, are yeah. We're going to hear from a man in baseball that nobody knows that likes the Royals here in a second, right? And and he likes this team. The odds are out. The Royals do not have the worst odds to win the American League Central. 
this is a winnable division right now. And let's say by, by, you know, hook and crook, the Royals find a way to make it into the playoffs this year, right? How are you going to capitalize on that? Or, or let's say they win 85 games this year, Josh, and they're over 500. Your minor leaguers aren't ready to come up right Correct. now, right? No, so how, what are you going to do next off season to capitalize on that? And that's where I think they failed after the 15 season. They didn't really get the marquee free agent. I know they were in conversations with some of those, but at the end of the day, they ended up signing with bigger market clubs and blah, blah, blah. But some Sometimes you just got to up your offer and sometimes you got to pay more to get those guys here. I guarantee you John Sherman did that to get Michael Watka in here, to get Seth Lugo in here, to get Hunter Renfro in here. The Royals didn't give him the lowest offer and those guys go, oh, we just want to be in Kansas City. You have to overspend at times. And David Glass did that every once in a while but not enough. And that's where I feel like you can, you can have two things going on at once. You can develop your minor leagues and win at the big league level. We've been brainwashed here in Kansas city to think that that's not possible. That's what they've been telling us. Well, what they're showing you right now, what John Sherman and JJ Piccolo are showing you right now is that everything we learned over the last 15 years is going to be debunked. You can still win at the big league level and put together a really nice big league club and develop your minor league talent. And that's what the Royals are really charged with right now. Now they're an expansion team and JJ's trying to get some excitement going at the, at the big league level. And he's done that. They spent a ton of money and credit to John Sherman for investing into this ball club this off season, but they're also going to worry about developing the minor leagues. And that's why they hired that new guy from Atlanta, who everybody thought was one of the best hires in baseball this year. So he's going to work on his game on the backfields of surprise, Arizona, and the big league club is going to try to put together the best possible product they can on the front fields to go out there and win at the, at the major league level. So two things are possible in major league baseball. It's okay to try to win at the big league level while developing your talent. The Royals have never been in that situation. And I love the fact that they're in it right now. It's so much fun. JJ Piccolo yesterday at the uh, the the walk oppressor discussed uh, I guess getting in on pitchers this offseason the pitch has been pretty well received to uh, to pitchers to join the Royals Kansas City sells itself Kauffman Stadium if you're a pitcher sells itself um, as Michael mentioned our fan base is very very good when we're playing good baseball I mean they're, it's an awesome place to be so that part's fairly simple um, but then also, well, why, why are we going to be a better team and why should guys that have this type of pedigree come here? I think that's where we, we lean on some of the other pitchers we have, uh, what we're trying to do overall. And then also, you know, several of the guys had mentioned to me about, you know, our core position players are, you know, a fun team to watch, competitive team. You know, I got comments like, you, you know, you didn't look like a 100-loss team. And I've said this, I didn't feel like we were a 100-loss team, but, you know, we lost 100 games. So, but when other players are telling you what they saw from across the way, uh, Michael and I didn't get a chance to really talk about it, but we went into San Diego and played well in San Diego this year, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, late in the year against some of the other guys we're talking to, same thing. So just trying to explain where we think we are. I love that. Well, we played. You remember when we played you guys? We played hard, right? Yeah, we played good against you guys. What'd you, no. guys, what'd you, what'd you think? Well, what'd you think? only get three games a year. You was made a, a memory. Yeah, was that a was that a young core? Did you see those guys? All yeah. he needs is like you. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's a, you, if you spin the pitch right, it's, it is really good. It is. No, you it's fantastic. Year, we played really well. You guys were in the race, and we came out there and we played really well against you guys, right? Right. You saw that, right? We got this young group. Come on. Yeah. What do you think? You want to join it? JJ's funny, though. He goes, you know, they're telling us we didn't look like a 100-loss team, but we were a 100-loss team, right? It's like we have this mirror at our house that doesn't make us look fat, but, well, man, we're still hey, fat, right? And I, I appreciate <laughs> the fact that they have 
they have owned that. They've owned it. Yeah, right? it's great. They're not trying to these, hide from it. You get the spin of, man, we just bounce here and there. No, you were 100 lost You were 100 lost team. They've embraced it. They have not shied away from it. No, that, they're, so. they, they, they've lived in reality, man. And, and and that's something that I really like is like they're, they're owning 106 losses. They're owning the fact that they have to get better. And you know what they're doing? They're doing things about it. They're putting a plan of action in place. They're not sitting there saying, Josh, well, we're just counting on guys to get better like we've been hoping for the last 15 years, right? They actually said, you know what? We had the evaluation season. Thumbs down to most of you guys. We got guys that can get better. They need something around them. They need success around them. Right. Let's bring them success. Let's let's bring them success. It's it's a great move. And and, We don't know the outcome, but the on-paper and the thought process behind it right now is pretty good. We never would have and, seen this under the previous regime. They would have said, we got to wait for our guys to get better and then supplement talent, which is the way to say we're cheap and we don't want to pay class. Um, and and so what you're looking at now is an owner in a front office that's like, yeah, we got some good players, but if we wait for these guys to be ready to win, they'll all be on expiring contracts and we won't have any of them and we'll be back to square one. And so they're speeding up the process, which is a fan. You, you cannot be upset as a Royals fan today waking up knowing that this organization is thinking like you are feeling what you're feeling and putting a plan of action into place. That's hopefully going to change the results from last year. And I'll give them massive credit for getting the pitch, right? Yeah. Because I looked at it and go, man, how are you going to sell this thing? Yeah. And they have sold it seemingly really, really well. And I think the optimism and the, Hey, here's a group, but we need, we need additions to it. Here's and then you build it kind of brick by brick, one at a time that came in. Mm-hmm. And I know Waka had mentioned um, uh, the other, the other dude, um, the other pitcher, Lugo, Lugo, and they were communicating. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go. Oh, you're gonna go there? Like, kind of one of those? Yeah. Deals. Well, then I'll go. Yeah. It's good enough for you. Oh, it's man, good enough I've, for me. You yeah. Heard, I hear. Did you hear? Did they say? This? Yeah. Because I, I'm in. Yeah. And and that kind of can filter off one another. Recruiting other people. Like, wow. They did. A, I think they did a really good job in finding uh, whatever the message was this offseason and got it through to people. I also like the message of, hey, it's go time in the division. All yeah. the divisions are tough. I feel like our division right now is a little bit jumbled. You know, Minnesota clearly uh, had a great year last year and they're going to be the team to beat. But, you know, there there's other things that are going on, transitions. But we, we're in a time, we're in a place in our timeline where we felt like if we added the right people, we could make a significant jump. Um, you know, guys are getting into their second, third, and fourth years as major league players, and you know that's sort of you're getting into your prime years. So it was the right time for us to add to this club, and the big part was adding the right people, talent-wise, and then also just their backgrounds, their makeup, their experience. Yeah, if you, if you don't add those veteran guys, you just waste the young talent. And I think there has been young talent that has been wasted here in Kansas City. You get a losing mentality. Not, you, you do. You, you do. You got to change the mentality. You've got to. You got to take a shower and wash the losing stench off. And make yourself smell good. Not using that Axe body spray. That stuff stinks. But like real cologne or whatever it is. Like that's what the Royals are doing, man. They're washing themselves off and they're going to smell pretty. And that's what you have to do. You have to give these young guys a glimmer of hope. Like the Vinny Pasquantinos and the Bobby Witts of the world. If they rolled this thing back and you're looking at Vinny and Bobby and you're like, what are we doing here? We have nothing to help us. And we just got the two of us. They went out there and they helped their young guys. It's going to make those guys better. It's going to make the team better. We're going to be happier in the city. Like this is an unbelievable off season for the Kansas city Royals. And if you're not standing up and giving them a round of applause and standing ovation for what they've accomplished already this off season, it's fantastic. Now you got to go out there and do it. But from an off season standpoint, we've 
we've always said, just be relevant in the offseason. Go make some moves. They the Royals have dominated they, they this offseason. They They've owned the offseason. Uh, you won over one guy as well, Anthony Recker of MLB Network. Who? Husband of Kelly. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Kelly Recker. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. She's on that show with Regis. I don't know. Uh, MLB Network analyst and former Major League catcher saying, why not the Royals? Let me tell you this on Michael Walker, 25 and 6 yep. the last two years. Hunter Renfro, all-star caliber player, very talented. I don't know why he keeps getting moved, <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, this is a really – these are some good moves by the Royals. I think this Royals team is positioned, and you touched on it, the uncertainty within the AL Central. This Royals team is positioned as good as anyone to make a run at this AL Central right now as yeah. we speak because you, you didn't even, we didn't really mention Nick Martinez's name. This guy comes over from San Diego as well. This was the best ERA in the big leagues, by the way. San Diego starting with the San Diego pitching staff. They just acquired three of those guys who were a big part of that, and they're putting them in a, a ballpark that is just as big, if not bigger, than what they were used to pitching to in the last couple of years. The, these guys are going to be very comfortable here. They're going to be able to teach some of these young guys in Reagan's, in uh, Britain. Brady Singer, Brad Keller, they've got some pieces here already in Man. place. Then with that lineup, with what we saw, what we saw last year with Witt, if they get, they're going to get Pasquantino back, MJ Melendez, this team is positioned to do a lot of really good things. I would say right now, if I was, if I had to pick an AL Central winner. The Royals would be right there. Yeah. I think they. There you go, baby. I like that. Ooh, that is interesting. I mean, that is not something from fifteen. To, 82 will win that division, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, 82 hey, 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 so what, yeah. man? So what? And you look at the odds to win the Central right now in the fan duel app. Anthony Wrecker. Remember, th remember that name. He yeah. called it. I don't know who he is, but the, the Royals. He called it, though. He's going he's gonna to be on the record. He'll be he'll be texting the show going, remember when I called it? That's right. He I will. Go, yeah. yeah. He called it. Uh, the Twins are the, the runaway favorite to win the American League Central. The Guardians uh, at second at plus 320 on the fan duel app. Plus 350 are the Tigers. The Royals are plus 1,700 right now. Now in the Chicago White Sox, the pale hose, they call them at plus thirty five hundred. So nobody believes in uh, in the White Sox right now. A lot of people starting to believe more and more in uh, in the Royals. You can get the Royals at like plus uh, twelve hundred as well. And then there's one that's plus three thousand uh, that you can get the Royals to win the American League Central. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm placing a few bucks on the uh, on the FanDuel app. On the Royals to win the American League Central. Are you telling me you're going to trust the Twins? Are you going to trust the Guardians? Are you are you going to trust the Tigers? Don't the Guardians have a if new I, manager hey, right you now? You know I love I love a long shot bet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you got to love a long shot bet. So you know, uh, roll your dice, yeah. man. Let's go. You've heard our pick and parlays. This would be one. This, this is be, this is one. This would be one of them. Yeah, like, you want to win some money? Take the Royals take, to win the Central. Throw a saw buck on that, baby. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, whatever what a saw buck is, I, I think it's a twenty. I think. I don't know. Another team switching quarterbacks. Boy, this season's been wonderful. We'll get to that next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? 
How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcast.